You're listening to another podcast. A podcast about horror movies and scary things. You put your headphones on and enter another dimension. A dimension filled with zombies, killers, ghosts, and creatures beyond your imagination. You've crossed over into the realm of mankind's deepest fears. There's an episode up ahead. You've now arrived at Luke and Andy's Nexus of Nightmares. Hello and welcome to Luke and Andy's Nexus of Nightmares, a podcast where we explore over 100 years of horror films and why we love being scared. I'm Luke, and with me I've got my best buddy Andy. How you doing? Hello. Hello. I'm doing well. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> hello. <laughs> I, I, my usual hello, and nobody ever gets it, but I, I always do the Kevin McAllister from Home Alone hello. Where he, they flip up the the doggy door and oh, he's just yeah, sitting yeah, there yeah. and he's hello hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Nobody knows what it is because I mean, how would you? But I'll I'll uh, I'll we'll, we'll save our uh, our Christopher Walken impressions for uh, the Dead Zone or something. Yes, we could but, have used uh, them. We could have used them on Sleepy Hollow, but or or first ah. or or for the forthcoming Sleepy Hollow. Oh, that's right. <laughs> But oh god! It, it, oh, it, look, what did you do? What did you do? It, yes, will, we there, will there, use there will, it on the next episode, either before or after this. There is or will be a Sleepy Hollow episode. But Christopher Walken is, never speaks in that movie, so why would we do a Christopher Walken impression? True, we we would do it because because of that very fact that he true. was robbed of the opportunity to to bless that movie with his vocals. His sweet, but anyways, sweet baritone vocals. <laughs> anyways, we are not talking about anything that at all uh, involves Christopher Walken no. in today's episode. Um, if he had appeared in this are... movie, I would have been very disappointed in his choices. <laughs> so there's your there's your first sign of how we feel about the movie that we're going to be talking about. Um, we should brush our we should brush our pre our notions aside for a little bit. Brush our our yes, biases. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna sweep them aside for just for just a little while here. Brush your dingus off to the side. Will you? <laughs> it's always so off to one side so, or another. Oh God. <clears throat> um. So today we're going to be talking about a very new film, uh, a very fresh. Uh, horror selection just came out uh, in September. I'm not yeah. sure when this episode will air, but it came out in September, so very recent. Very recent. Um, and uh, that movie is Malignant. Malignant, which is which is directed by James Wan. Not to be who, confused uh, with Maleficent, which was not directed by James Wan. <laughs> Maleficent, yes. No, no. Um, but yeah, the film is Malignant. Yeah. Directed by James Wan, uh, who has had quite a successful career. It's true. Uh, not just uh, uh, overall, but uh, particularly in horror. Yes. And um, he took a, a little break there and did Aquaman. Yep. And he's now working on the sequel to that. But uh, in his, between here... his Obviously, he really, his, his big breakout movie, Dead Silence, which was... <laughs> <laughs> the one that everybody knows him from. Uh, but I mean, actually, funny enough, I, like it was his very his very first movie was the movie that like you know he really yeah kind of uh, made a name for himself and and um, became he was really immediately successful. Wunderkind, um, we'll, if you will, we'll, 
we'll get into that here shortly. But um, but yeah, th- so he's he's kind of this is kind of his return to horror after uh, being away from that for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's currently in theaters and also on HBO Max for a couple more weeks. A couple I think. more weeks, I think. Or well, yeah. By the time this airs, who knows? Um, right. But it, it, yeah, it was basically the month of September or so. Which is one of the reasons I wanted to jump on on doing yeah. this episode because I I had heard I had been seeing a lot of buzz about the movie, which got me interested in it. Mostly because the buzz was very. Um, well, you watched it. You 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 just happened to to have HBO Max and watch it, and so after yeah, I you watched, watched it, it like the, I think the first night it came out. Yeah. And after you watched it, I, I was like, well, I kind I had been seeing buzz about it. And I was like, I kind of wanted to see it too. So I might as well just watch it while it's available on HBO Max. Right. And then we could do an episode on it. So that's kind of uh, the buzz and, and some of the the things that were going around the internet about. And and if you're listening to this episode and you've either watched the movie or you don't care about spoilers, um, which again, there there will be. This is a fresh yeah. one that will have spoilers. But yeah. Yeah. Um, it it there's a lot of buzz about how kind of how crazy it gets. And and so I saw a lot of spoiler-free stuff that was like, this movie's crazy and there's a twist and there's weird stuff that happens and it's a lot different than maybe you expect. And I was kind of like, well, I'm interested to see what that is. Right. And that's got what me hooked. That's got yeah. what me hooked? That's got what me hooked. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> that's how Christopher well Walken would say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got what me hooked. Um, Christopher Yoda yeah. Walken. <laughs> Uh, Yoda walking. Um, so yeah, so, so here we are. We just, I I kind of, I was not like super like keen on like, oh, we got to do an episode on this because I watched, like, like you said, I watched it immediately and I had feelings about it (laughs) and, (laughs) and you were kind of like, you were kind of like pushing for it. Like, oh, let's do that for the next episode. I was like, Okay. (laughs) um i'm i tried to like i tried not to uh taint your experience with it you know i didn't want to like yeah i wanted you to come to your own conclusions yeah um but i yeah i mean we might as well come right out and say it (laughs) from the get-go uh neither of us were were very big fans no no um and we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about that more in depth we both uh, agreed that there were things that we liked yeah, and we'll we'll talk about that as well, you know. But um, uh, because yeah. yeah, I mean, cuz there's I mean, there's there's really there's very few movies that where you can't find a single yeah, yeah. positive thing to say. You yeah. know, and and but, I think there's a lot of, you know, there I mean, I, honestly there's a lot of potential in I think in the story the, oh, for this movie, you know what yeah. I mean? There's, um yeah. The the but, the concept. Uh, so uh, Without without getting too far into the to the weeds about it, which we'll, we will for the whole episode, but for me, <laughs> the concept is really good. It's a poor movie based around a cool concept. I mean, that's really what it boils down to yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to. I don't know. Should it's we just hard for me? Should we just give away the whole plot at this point? <laughs> I mean, I think so. Like it's we've given our spoiler warning. Anybody who's watching this movie has a pretty good idea that, like, oh, it's got a twist in it. Yeah. So they're not going to go out of their way. Plus, as we always say, 
no one's listening anyway. <laughs> Nobody's listening. Um, but um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. You you're better at I think okay. being more concise. I go I'll into s- way too much fucking details, and, and s- people are like, I'll sum this fucking this close out the window and bitch up. <laughs> okay, do it. People are do jumping out of windows and <laughs> and uh, crawling back. I'm gonna crawling backwards down fire escapes. I finished my drink, my cocktail. I'm I'm gonna crack open a beer while you do that. Okay, you 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 crack a cold one. So uh, settle settle in, settle in and enjoy this this hour and a half retelling of a hour and forty minute movie. Ready? I'm gonna tell the whole do whole it. story. Go go go. Preamble. That was a lot of preamble. Um, so basically, the movie the movie starts out with a with a the the intro was pretty cool. So it starts out in this this hospital, and um, basically these doctors, the, every, the, the almost immediately the 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 doctors shut the place down, and it goes into like red alert, and they're all running around because of this this patient is is trying to escape, and as they're escaping um, or trying to escape, you don't really see anything, uh, but as they're trying to escape, like the light bulbs are bursting and the electricity's going haywire. And the, one of the doctors and, and security guards try and get into this patient's room and like subdue it. And, and like one of the, like, oh, there's just a lot of gore. A lot of, a lot of violence yeah. happens in this scene. Yeah. And they finally subdue this, this thing. And you don't, you, they don't really show you what it is. And they get it like behind this like kind of opaque shower curtain. And you can just see like the outline of this thing like flailing around yeah. and screeching. And that was a pretty cool sequence. There's a lot of cool angles. A lot of a lot of the angles in that sequence reminded me of like uh, old school um, uh, uh, Peter Jackson, like old Peter Jackson stuff uh, and like some classic horror or just like yeah. a lot of like crazy angles and like weird stuff. And like it, it was cool. Um, yeah. So fast, flash, fast forward and it's like this woman and her husband and their yeah so that that whole sequence at the beginning takes place in the early 90s 93 i believe 93 so fast forward to the present yeah yeah fast forward to the present and then this woman and her husband she's she comes in she's pregnant you get the impression that he's like violent toward her he ends up pushing her and they get into a fight he pushes her into a wall totally slams her ass like slams her and then like they have like and this is all within like a few minutes, like this, this whole thing like escalates really quickly and you're just yeah, like, what is yeah. happening I now? Mean, yeah. And th- I mean, that like that whole sequence at the beginning in, you know, the flashback. Yeah. Uh, and then in the hospital, like that, that the way that that opens up, like that just like goes pretty balls to the wall, like right out the gate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And, and, and then, yeah. You, and then you fast forward to this and, and. Yeah, and like it, you said, like this kind of starts moving pretty quickly too. It doesn't really give you a whole lot of time right. to like even like kind of adjust to the character. You're not and even like processing kind of who these people the are or yeah, what they're doing right. or like, okay, this guy's an asshole. Like, <laughs> like yeah. her boyfriend, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just and kind of yeah, he, some cheesy he, dialogue. Yeah, and, some really cheesy dialogue. And so they he he pushes her. She slams her head against the wall, and um and. He, she locks her out. He, she locks him out of the bedroom. He sleeps on the floor. And then you have like a classic ghost scene where it feels like there's a ghost in the house, essentially kind of stalking the boyfriend and he ends up getting killed and the girlfriend or the wife goes downstairs trying to figure out what's happened. She sees him dead and 
she tries to this she f- sees this thing like coming after her so she tries to escape runs into the to the nursery where the baby's room is and like gets blown against the wall and like basically falls falls she falls asleep she gets real tired and falls asleep <laughs> she gets knocked out wakes up in the hospital she's lost the baby and and her her fiance's dead rest of the movie is and so then at this point, the cops show up. So the rest of the movie is this this team of three cops basically assuming that she's the murderer, trying to figure out if she is or isn't, while she and her adopted sister are trying to figure out who the real murderer is, assuming that she she, she obviously wasn't the murderer. Like, you, you see that she wasn't. Right. And so they spend the rest of the movie trying to basically solve that that issue. So I'll let you I'll let you explain the twist if you want to. Yeah, so well, so then she so then what starts happening is she starts to have these visions. Right. Um or nightmares or whatever they are. They seem to be when she's awake like which that's kind of a cool the, the way that they do that effect is kind of cool. Yeah. Um where you know like it, she's kind of like She's, it's like she's awake, but then like kind of her surroundings start to kind of like melt and change almost like in a weird kind of like psychedelic way. And all of a sudden she's like in this different place and she's seen, you know, she's seen like people being killed, Mm -hmm. different individuals being killed by this shadowy figure. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, you find out as it goes along that like the people that are being killed are like doctors from the flashback that opened the movie. Um, they were doctors that worked with this weird ass patient that you saw at the beginning (laughs) of the movie. Right. Um, and that's who's being, these are the people being targeted and killed. Um, and, uh, so, yeah, I'm tra- I'm trying to remember all the different shit that happened, but basically, the the sister kind of helps and find like they go they end up going to like um, oh that was the other thing is that like in this really bad scene uh, with the main character and the sister all of, all of a sudden she's just like she just like very oh, bluntly just tells her sister <laughs> that oh I'm adopted by the way yep. you're not my real it's sister just, just- it's just like so. I could have like, written that scene. I'll put it that way. It was just I just like they were like having a conversation about something, and all of a sudden she just like fucking blurts that like, out. And I was, I was like, adopted. what? Yeah, I was like, it was just so bad, so cheesy. Um, and I don't know, I don't know, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I don't yeah. know how much of this, like he, like James Wan, meant, like did purposefully, like, I mean, I, I have to think it was very intentional. But anyways, so you find out that her sister's not really her sister adopted, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, she basically, she goes to like her adopted mom Mm -hmm. and is talking about like, oh, because because this entity now has introduced itself to her as like Gabriel, right? Like she finds out this name, Gabriel. That's the name. And they said that at the beginning of the, of the movie in this hospital too. The hospital scene. Okay. And, um. And so she goes to her mom, like, to kind of try to find out more. And, you know, you kind of get this idea, oh, it was, like, her imaginary friend or something, which has been done in other movies or whatever. Right. But, um, 
Well, thank so God then, it wasn't it wasn't some played out trope. <laughs> and so, like, oh, they wait. watch like they watch this. <laughs> they watch like, oh, of course, they have this like convenient. I, I mean, a lot of this is like stuff that you you know you have to have a certain suspension of disbelief. Like, you yeah. have a videotape that shows this for yeah. exposition purposes. I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not going to shit on the movie for that kind of stuff because that's just sometimes you just need to use those devices. But there's a lot mo- of it. A movie going along. Yeah. But anyway, so you find out, OK, it's kind of you. So you kind of think, oh, Gabriel is like her imaginary friend. Anyways, no. It ends up being that uh, Gabriel is actually like this like deformed parasitic twin that like she was born with it's like a it's like its head is like on the back of her head and it has these like little arms and shit <laughs> yes and um like little and raptor arms yeah and and uh it's so it's just like it's basically it's like another like just weird mutated deformed person on the it's, on the back of her on her back like it's like a her, gremlin looking thing on like mirrored on the, her backside, essentially, yeah. that ends and at her so, butt. Like its its spine is like down her spine, yeah. and then it kind of stops. So they end up like doing this surgery. That's what the doctors ended up. You know, I, I, this is after uh, this the scene that takes place at the very beginning of the movie. I'm assuming right. um, where they they end up uh, basically just like you know what we're just gonna stuff you back <laughs> into like the back of like uh madison that's the main character's name we're gonna just right. like stuff you into the back of madison's body and cut off these weird fucking arms and shit and just yeah. push your push your face back into her skull and zip right. it up and call it a day yep um and so what happened was the the scene at the beginning when the boyfriend knocked her head against the wall that's what like woke him up or something right. you know basically cracked and, her skull and freed him to be able to right. come back out right and so you so obviously that means that madison was the one actually going around killing all these people yeah it was just that gabriel this attached parasitic twin was in control of her body at the time yeah. um and so <laughs> So at toward the end of the movie, then, and this is when it gets real fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah, Madison is put in a jail cell because of the yeah, obviously, you know, for obvious reasons. The, yeah, they've pretty the much figured out at this point that her body is the one killing these people. Incriminating evidence. Yeah. The other yeah. thing was is like there's a part in the movie where um, some ran what you think is a random person gets like kidnapped, not killed, but kidnapped by right. this entity. Who you who you don't you don't you're not aware of what he is yet, um, and she's like kept kind of captive for throughout the movie, and then there's a scene later on where like the cops are like talking to Madison and all of us at her home, and all of a sudden like this lady who you has you've been seeing held captive throughout the movie and you have no idea where she's at, all of a sudden she comes fucking crashing down through the ceiling. She's been in Madison's house in the attic the whole fucking time. Yeah. And so anyways, yeah, then they, she ends up in, they put her in, in, in a jail cell or this huge fucking jail cell with like, just huge. overflowing, it overflowing just, with it, like female, like 
the po- both both the police station and the jail cell. Oh my god! It was like out. It was like out of. It was like out of yes. Last Action Hero. It was like the most fake, huge. And again, you have to question whether James Wan was doing this stuff on purpose because it was insane. Well, and then you find out you can, you find out later why those spaces were made so big because right. they turn into these giant Matrix style crouching tiger hidden dragon fight scenes. Yep. Um, and we're not making this shit up. <laughs> no, they're not. And, and they're not even hardly fight scenes. They're just massacres. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. As, as you're finding out, oh, shit, this this Gabriel is attached. This It's a parasitic twin to Madison. As you're finding that out, Madison, or Madison is in the jail cell. And something, I can't remember what it was. Something fucking triggers her. She they snaps. Just, they were just, the other inmates were like, Oh my god! And Bull, the inmate char- up on her. The inmate characters are so ridiculous. Starring like Zoe Bell. S- oh, like like seriously, what the fuck was going on with the people in that? They're like bad. people just t- taking leaks and shits in the corner, and like yeah. somebody dre- there was like one woman dressed up like she was from the seventies with no explanation. Like it was yeah. just like, what is happening here? Like yeah. it was like. Is this hollow? Is it's like the Halloween night know. or something? Like, what is going on? The characters and, were were so ridiculous. And then the main and, inmate was Zoe Bell, who, if you're not familiar with her, she's an actress, but she's most famous for being Uma Thurman's stunt double in um, Kill Bill. Oh, really? But she had like this ridiculous mullet, and she was oh, just, was that her? Okay. Yeah, she just she, she was just, just like a like a redneck with like a mullet. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was just terrible, and I don't oh, know. God. That scene was so cringy. Like, just like the characterizations were just so ridiculous and over the top. And like, what the fuck is happening? So she so kills him. She, all. Yeah. So so fucking uh, yeah. So, so uh, Gabriel comes comes busting out of her the you know, back of her head, which was and cool. then she's that's a cool transformation. And then she starts killing it. Oh, and the other thing about Gabriel is that because. His face is on the back of her head. He like does everything backwards. He like right. walks and does everything backwards. And um, I will say, and we'll I guess we'll get into that later when when we start talking about the things that we actually do like. <laughs> but um, yeah, so then he kills he kills everybody in the fucking jail, breaks out, and then he proceeds to go into the like the precinct like and kill, kill all the police basically, basically everybody every, every single cop that's in there. Um, and that was when it got like, and that Even was more when it got, absurd. Went totally that was, Matrix. Yeah, totally. That was, that was like the Matrix. Like, it was yeah. just off the wall, and it wasn't. Yeah, and the, but it wasn't even as good as the Matrix. It was just like somebody jumping around all over the place. No, I don't know. And uh, so I don't even know how does it end. It ends with so uh, he goes to the Gabriel goes to the hospital to kill his mother. The adopted sister is there as well, so he's basically like two birds, one stone. And he goes to kill the adopted sister and basically kicks a hospital bed over the top of her and walks over to her like he's going to shoot her in the head. And then it kind of pauses for a second as the sister is like, I know you're in there, Madison. I know you can, you know, I know you I know you can hear me. I, you know, you help me, yada, yada, yada. Pauses for a second and then he kills the adopted sister shoots her in the head and then turns around and kills the mom. And then 
it's it's revealed i forget exactly how it's revealed but it's Plot revealed twist. that yeah that <laughs> yeah. he that he, that now that madison has realized that she has all the same powers that he does and that she's actually got him imprisoned in her mind and he's not doing any of that he's still just frozen motionless with his gun to the sister's head and so yeah. she basically locks him away the same way that he locks her away when he was committing all the murders and she kind of comes back and helps her sister and and then one of the one of the other most ridiculous lines of the movie happens when her sister's like she's like I'll get you out of here and her sister's like how can you this thing weighs a ton and she's like I have all the same strength that he does it was my body the whole time <laughs> and like picks up this giant hospital bed off of her and <laughs> and then that's that's basically it and it's <laughs> yeah so we just saved you some time I mean we just saved you a lot of time I mean, it still took us about it still took us about fifteen minutes to, yeah. to explain that, but still, like because it's so fucking uh, convoluted. It there is a lot of stuff that happens, and you have to kind of mention a lot of that. I mean, and there's even more stuff. There's even more stuff that we didn't mention. You know, that's we'll going on. We'll um, get there. But yeah, I kind of want to go back and talk a little bit about James Wan, uh, Jimmy, as a uh, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy W. Um, JW. So, I mean, I, I, I like James Wan. Um, I, I, I feel bad kind of shitting on this movie a little bit, but because I do like James Wan, uh, I mean, he, so you're coming up on, uh, almost 20 years. Yeah. 20 years ago. That's the, the first saw came out and he, yeah, him was and, like um, 2000, 2004, I think. Four. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. going to say. And so, um, him and his, uh, him and one of his, his writing partners, uh, Lee Wanell, uh, I think that's how you say his name. Um, I think they're both from Australia and, mm. uh, see, I always thought he was American. That's the other thing. I didn't realize he was from Australia. James? Yeah. Never heard him talk. I um, guess. yeah, he's kind of got like, he, he, there's a little bit of that, like Australian kind of, I mean, it's not full on. It's not like fucking Crocodile Hunter. But, uh, <laughs> it's not Steve Irwin, but it's, you can hear it in there, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, him and him and uh, Lee Wanell wrote the story for, for Saw and wrote this, wrote the script and everything. And we're trying to get it made. And um, they were trying to get it made in Australia, I think. And uh, like their agent or whatever. And they hadn't, at that point, they hadn't really done, they hadn't done anything. And uh, their agent was like, oh, you know, I think you should take this to Hollywood, you know. And they didn't really want to, but the, I, the, I think they kind of realized that that was kind of like the the best and maybe only option. And so, so they they took it to Hollywood, but they they ended up like shooting like a seven minute like scene, almost like it. it, it it's actually if you go to like Internet Movie Database, like it's listed as like a short film. So mm. they made like a little, like a short film as like kind of like a, you know, proof of concept kind of like here, here's the, here's, here's a script and you know, here's a seven minute long kind of like scene that's within that script to kind of sh give you a, an idea of what it, you know, what it's going to be. And, and um, they were, they really kind of stuck to their guns because they could have just sold the script, but he really 
he really James really wanted to to direct it. Like that was he was like I'm not going to just sell this script. I want to direct it too. And and Lee Wanell wanted to act in it. And so they did they finally um they finally kind of got it, cut a deal and did and and made it happen. But they made I mean they made the first Saw movie. I mean it was like I mean, I, I think they made it for like a million. I mean it was not very much, you know. I mean, it was pretty cheap. And it ended up making it ended up making a lot of money and, yeah. and obviously spawning, you know, a whole franchise, a bunch of sequels. And, um, so it's kind of interesting that like right off the, right out the gate with, with James, like he, he like basically created an entire franchise, you know, yeah. with like that turned into like, I don't even know how many fucking movies there are. There are six, seven, oh, I, don't I don't know. Even know. Not only and did then he create like, the whole franchise, but he, but he started the whole Torture porn torture, genre. Yeah, torture porn. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, there had been stuff done before that, but like that was like the first one in kind of in the. So I, I don't know. I think we talked a little bit about this. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm going to get into that mess again of <laughs> the episode that we recorded last. But so horror had kind of taken a dip in the 90s. Yeah. And, and it was kind of, and it was rejuvenated. Uh, by Scream, by Wes Craven's Scream, right? And and but then there was a lot of horror movies that came out that were kind of like tongue in cheek, and you know they weren't like serious horror. Yeah. And so, um, you know, this was something where like he kind of brought that kind of serious horror back to right. kind of the main the mainstream. And yeah, like you said, torture. Like what ended up, I think, I actually think. Uh, Hostel, which came out a year later, I think, um, yeah. was one of the first movies to be labeled torture porn. But yeah, but saw Good old definitely Eli Roth. Yeah, but tor- but um, but saw definitely was like probably one of the one of the first one first mainstream kind of torture porn horror movies to come out in the two thousands. Um, and definitely spawn a lot of shit after that. Oh yeah, um, in- including Hostel, but um, Cleaver, Cleaver. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's from The Sopranos. It was it was a whole plot line in The Sopranos. One of the guys makes a horror film called Cleaver because of the success of Saw. Really? Yeah, that's funny. Cleaver. It's got Cleaver. Daniel Baldwin in it. <laughs> oh God! So you know it's good. <laughs> you know it's good. <laughs> <clears throat> but um yeah and I, I think the the torture porn genre or at least the that the wave in in the 2000s i think kind of culminated with movies like um human centipede <laughs> oh <my laughs> which I, i've never seen i've never, I've never seen, seen it either i refuse to um, yeah it's one of those movies where like it there are only a handful of movies that kind of almost like scare like scare me in a way where I'm like, or not really scare me, but just like, I, I, I know enough about it. I'm like, this is going to like be fucked up and disturbing. And I've got no desire what? to see that. Yeah. And it's like, what's there's the no point, point to I, it. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. So, and that's what a lot of, you know, a lot of people kind of said about the whole, that whole genre is like, Oh, they're like, there's no point to it. There's no, there's no like, 
there's no metaphors. There's no deeper meanings. Right. And some of that is true, but I feel like with something like Saw, there is Saw, more. Yeah. There's Saw, more going absolutely. on. You know what I mean? Like, and so and Saw I was think, and Saw was a super interesting story too. It was like you were very, yeah. You the whole time you're like, who? What is? What? Who is this person? What is right. happening? Like, and are these guys going to get out? And then, like, the timeline got, was kind of crazy, and like it was, it was just really, it was, it was well done. It was, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I really, I really enjoyed the the first saw. I don't know that I've seen. I might have seen the second one or maybe they, the third one. I, I haven't seen any of the other ones, but I've been told what happens in some of them, and they do devolve into just a lot more of the like. Here's this new trap, you know, that's, yeah. that's going to do something really terrible to you, and it's like, I don't, I don't need to see that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. What I think is cool about, you know, James Wan is that even just from the very beginning with Saw, um, he created something that was kind of instantly iconic. Like there are certain yeah. elements of that movie, like you, Billy the Puppet, which I didn't even oh, realize yeah. is he had a name, Billy the Puppet. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the white, the white, uh, white and black kind of puppet doll thing with like the red kind of spiral cheeks, spiral yeah. pattern on the cheeks. I mean, that, that was like, you know instantly that 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 kind of falls in there with a lot of the other like iconic horror i yeah. you know like figures and stuff like that and, oh yeah it's um, right up there and then and it's not you even know, anything he's not even anything i mean he might change in later movies but in the he wasn't anything but a puppet right he was yeah, just like I mean, a gim- was, he was just like a gimmick for jigsaw in the first movie right right it was exactly. creepy right but Spoilers. it was like something that yeah, but it, but it was like something like you hadn't you honestly hadn't really seen right in, but it's iconic in, it's cool yeah, looking right and you right. don't forget it you see it in the yeah. trailer and you're like holy shit what is that you know like i want to know it, what and then you had that kind of like laugh the the like little like laugh audio bit you know yeah kind of like the it like you know like a halloween like a halloween decoration kind of laugh yeah. you know and uh and then but the other thing and i i haven't seen this movie in a long ass time but i but I remember these images, be- and that that's a testament to like like we were saying how iconic it is. But like, there's also yeah. like a scene with like like I, I, I'm, a, I'm guessing it was it was Jigsaw like with the like that fucking pig mask. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, that was. Fucking, oh, yeah. I mean, that's cre- that's fucking creepy too. That's creepy um, too. And so I like that you know even from the very beginning he has like this kind of visual language to his films. And, and, you know, spends the time, you know, takes the time to, to kind of make his films more than just like, I don't know, he, he adds, he adds uh, a layer to things and, and something kind of unique and special to a lot of his movies. Um, yeah. And I mean, Insidious, you got the same thing where you've got the, have you seen Insidious? So this is another, this is, this is actually one where we diverge. I do not like Insidious. Okay, I feel like in, I I did see Insidious, and and there is some there is some pretty cool stuff in there, but at, at some point in that movie it lost me, and I was like, there was like yeah. a bridge too far where I was just like, okay, this is not. I don't it's, know. It's not my favorite, but I like it because it's like. And I think that's the other thing that can kind of be said about James Wan is yeah. that like he he is not afraid to kind of just like I don't know he let I think he he finds like the 
I mean, maybe outside of Saw. <laughs> Saw, is, Saw is kind of dark. But, like, his other movies, like, he's not afraid to make them theatrical and right. and to kind of, like, and to make them kind of fun, you know, roller yeah. coaster horror movie kind of rides. You know what I mean? Like, and... So, so with Insidious, I loved, I loved when, like, the Ghostbusters and the Psychic showed up. <laughs> Yeah. Like all that stuff, I was like, okay, this movie took a turn, and I'm here for it. This is this is great. And then it took another turn, takes another turn at the end, where I was just kind of like, okay, I'm you've lost me now. Like it was somewhat grounded in reality, but like you said, theatrical and fun and kind of crazy. Yeah, and then it's it like kind of takes a turn, kind of yeah. I mean, yeah, like, but then it kind of takes a turn into like like deep supernatural, <laughs> you yeah. know, like like fantasy almost. And I was like, yeah. okay, you've lost me now. I don't, yeah. You've just there was just too much of a tonal shift for me to for me to continue, you know. Yeah, but. and I and I, I can I see I can see that. Like I thought it was cool because it was just like it was different, it was unique, and yeah, like it was a it was like it start you know it kind of started in one with you know in one direction and went to another, and then you know kind of kept shifting and yeah. Um, Every and act thought, is like, completely different than the last. I, there, if it's a three act structure, it's like each act yeah. is complete, entirely different than the last. Yeah. And but like again, like there's kind of like this iconic, yeah, like antagonist villain of sorts. Yeah. Um, it, with this demon, this black and red like painted demon, um, Darth Maul. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, kind of. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but it's very memorable and and interesting and and uh, yeah. So I actually kind of like the what's what's the name of the um, the realm that uh, Patrick Wilson kind of goes into. I'm assuming that's the part you don't like. That's the part Um, I don't like. I was like, seriously, this is how they're going to solve this problem. (laughs) The other or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the laughing place. The laughing place. But yeah, I mean, so. I I like I like Insidious. I don't love it, but I like it. Um, and then you know, and then he did the Conjuring movies, which uh, I mean, God, and and that's I mean, I, I was kind of talking to you about this earlier today, but like, I don't know why I started looking at this because I normally don't give a shit, but like, I started looking at like how much these movies cost, like like looking at like the budgets on his on these movies. And and versus like the you know box office like what he made what they made, and it's fucking crazy. I mean, like Insidious only cost one point five million. That's crazy. And it and it made almost a hundred million. And Insidious two cost five million and made like one hundred sixty six million. Good and then, Lord. I mean, that's not even like that. That's not even the craziest shit. I mean, like, so, <clears throat> so then he makes, then he gets into the conjuring that, that kind of opens up, that turns into a whole other fucking, un- there's literally like a conjuring universe. <laughs> right. And so you've got, you know, the conjuring, you got conjuring two. He directed both those. And then you got the spinoffs, which are like the Annabelle movies and, um, the nun movie. I don't know if there's anything else I can't remember, but I mean, there's three fucking Annabelle movies, and um, and those made all of those movies like made serious bank. I mean, like Jesus. I mean, it's it's just it's crazy, and 
I mean, I, the so the first Conjuring was made for twenty million and made three hundred and nineteen million. <laughs> Good lord! And Conjuring Two was made for forty million and made you know like about the same, like three three hundred twenty one million. Like it's just, it's. I mean, I don't know. I think it's because lately I've been like I've been looking at like you know we're we're still kind of in a fucking pandemic and like things are not back to normal yet and. You know, theaters just opened up several months ago, and you know, there's there's just so much like, you know, there's so many there's movies coming out, but they're also kind of simultaneously released on a, some sort of streaming platform, right? And and so you're just seeing like a lot of these movies where like, oh my god, like it costs all this fucking you know, the budgets versus like what they're bringing in, and it's like it's it's not good, like no. like a movie like a movie like fucking Tenet, you know, which yeah. was like. Which is insanely, you know, I mean, it's like a, you're talking about like a 200, 200 plus million dollar movie. Jesus. The fucking budget on that. Which, I mean, I don't think we'll ever talk about a Christopher Nolan movie on, on this podcast. But like, no. that dude needs to fucking like, I don't know. He's got to fucking, he's got to, I mean, you, you're getting to the point now where like, you're not going to be able to make movies like this anymore. You're not going to make, you're not going to be able to make $200 million fucking movies anymore. No, because you're not going to make the money back. You're just not, and it's just it's getting kind of crazy. I mean, like, there's a. I mean, so not to get too far into the weeds, but like, oh, we're there. Yeah, we're 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 deep in. Um, but like my most anticipated movie in I don't even know how many years is coming out next March, the Batman, and that I think that that budget's about a hundred million, but. That movie is gonna obviously kill at the box office, right? Uh, Batman I mean, that, movies always do. Yeah, they always do because it's it, you've just got that you know you've got that established property where it's like okay, this is gonna do well. Um, and I also think that things will be uh, knock on wood, but I mean, hopefully things will be you know better uh, in, in, come March. But but yeah, I mean honestly, I don't know. I just there are certain things where there are certain types of movies where I I just don't know. If you can continue to make shit that costs that much, oh, and like expect and expect to fucking make money off it, like I don't know. Uh, but the cool, I mean, that's what is so cool about like you look at all these. I mean, that's what's so impressive, really, is you look at all these like James Wan movies and or movies within that those universes. Like they were made so cheap, I mean, relatively cheap, you know, right. and they made a shit ton of fucking money. And it's just, it's crazy. And I mean, that's why I don't feel yeah. bad watching Malignant on HBO Max. No, no, not at all. I mean, like, James Wan is doing very well for himself. <laughs> like, he's like, I, I was looking it up today, and he's like, he's the 20th highest grossing director of all time. Good Lord. Of all time. His films have grossed over $3.6 billion worldwide. You didn't even, cause, and you didn't even mention The Fast and the Furious. Yeah, and then you got the Fast and Furious, Aquaman. I mean, Aquaman made like over a billion dollars. It's crazy. It's fucking billion dollars. It's crazy. Aquaman was and pretty good. Aquaman was good. I liked Aquaman. And I mean, actually, there's that there's that cool scene of like, uh, what's the from the trench or whatever? What are those? Yeah. What are the what are those creatures called? That's kind of like a cool little yeah. horror sequence within, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyways, a lot better than anything in the movie we're talking about. Yeah, um, but 
yeah. So okay, so we've talked about the movie. We talked about the plot. We've gotten we've gotten that all that shit out of the way. Um, I've just thrown a bunch of fucking numbers at you because I don't know why I, I just got into that. But I thought it was really interesting, like because it's just, I mean, I just it's crazy how much things have changed, how things have changed so quickly with yeah. movies. And now, and and this is also a lot of these movies. You know, you're talking about like even Insidious. You're talking about like what? That's probably almost ten years old. Yeah, and so the this, the whole streaming thing was was different even ten years ago. You oh know? yeah, and so like the where just where it's going and and how fast it's moving and and you just have all of these other, you know, you know sources to you know outlets for for watching movies and stuff like that. It's just it's just so different. I look I'm looking at these movies that made like three hundred million dollars on a, on like small budgets and i'm like holy yeah. shit i mean the, the profit margin there and it's like and it's just like man that shit is not that's not happening today like that's just not right. happening anymore you know so i just found that very interesting but um but yeah i mean let's talk about let's talk about the move a little bit more about the movie obviously and what we liked what we didn't like obviously we've mentioned a lot of things we don't like but... let me tell you what i fucking hated <laughs> no uh give, give it to me one thing, one thing I, I hadn't thought about, but I kind of wanted, or I, I guess I thought about it a little bit. Um, but you talking about streaming kind of made me think of it. So again, we are in the the situation here where we've got movies that are going instead of being theatrical released are going straight to streaming. So yeah. you've got you've got stuff like, um, well, HBO Max is doing a new movie basically every week. Um, but you've got stuff like. Uh, one that's coming out in a couple weeks or will be out by the time this airs potentially is uh, the many saints of Newark, which is a spinoff of this, uh, the Sopranos. It's a prequel, but the creator for that is like super pissed as a lot of the creators are Vin- Dennis uh, Villanueva is pissed about doom. You know, a lot of these guys are, but, um, but you've got a property that's, you know, that's, that's intended that they've created as an intent you know, to be seen on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And um, when you've got something like, you know, the guy, David Chase from The Sopranos is mad because his his property is a spinoff of, of an existing TV property. He was trying to distance himself from that by having a, a theatrical release. And then you've got Dennis Villanueva, who's like, uh, who's basically pissed because Dune is, you know, it's, it's incredibly theatrical. It's supposed to be huge and, you know, amazing cinematography and beautiful landscapes. And just, you know, it's, it's supposed to be seen and heard on the big screen, you know, just and like it, Star Wars. A lot of that movie was shot on IMAX actually. Right. And then you've got the IMAX, IMAX cameras. And shit. Yeah. So you've got these guys that have made these movies intentionally for the big screen. And I would say that those people are about the ones the dunes and you know if you want to say the many saints and maybe a handful of others are like the five to ten percent that you really have to see on the big screen because they're made for the big screen and then i would say you've got another 60 percent or so that could go either way you're going to enjoy the movie whether it's on the big screen or the small screen yeah then you've got a handful you've got a small percentage maybe 30% that we're going to have a theatrical release or had a theatrical release. 
and they needed that theatrical release to to give them the credibility that they that they needed because on the small screen you get what you get with malignant and that is some of these fucking scenes play out like they were like from NCIS. <laughs> like they're just <laughs> when you watch it on TV and you watch it on the small screen, it's like this this is like a TV drama. This is yeah. not well done. <laughs> this is yeah. the acting is bad, the 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 staging is bad, the lighting is bad. It feels like it was shot like it's the digital I don't I don't know if it was shot on digital, but it felt like it was shot on digital some of the some of the scenes. I mean just play out like you're watching NCIS. And I think I told you earlier, at times it doesn't even feel like you're watching actual NCIS. It feels like you're watching a sitcom version. <laughs> like when they make fun of NCIS on the sitcoms. And it's That's not even, low. It's pretty low. <laughs> it just feels generic and bad. And I could feel, I feel like if you saw it on the big screen, it'd make up for a lot of that. But seeing it on the small screen really just hinders it and it makes it feel it it not only does it make it feel like it makes it feel like you're watching a tv movie at times that was one of my biggest problems with it is it just it just didn't measure up to a theatrical release which was which was frustrating but you know that's one of the reasons these creators have a problem with with streaming is because of that very fact but the truth of the matter is the movie doesn't stand up on its own with or without that. So I guess, you know, I don't know. But one of the things that I did like, and I guess we go right into right into that. But one of the things that you kind of mentioned that I did like was the character design. I mean, the character of Gabriel, Madison Gabriel, is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean... I, I, that, that, that's, and, and that goes back to what we were kind of talking about with like, you know, like the, the design, the designs of a lot of like the villains and stuff in James Wan's movies are really, are, are pretty cool and, and iconic. You've got, yeah. like, like I mentioned, you've got the demon from Insidious. You got, uh, Billy the puppet from Saw. But you also have like, um, characters like the nun. From yeah. uh, the Conjuring two, the, I think that was in the second Conjuring that they introduced the nun, and then of course the, they did a spinoff with that. Um, but yeah, I I mean, it, that that I think he does a really good job of that kind of stuff, and 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 uh, Malignant is is you know similar in terms of like it's it's similar. Actually, I, the coolest thing to me, the most iconic thing to me about the villain is is the weapon the weapon was pretty um, cool is is like it's uh basically you know we talked about he he kill he starts killing the doctors involved with right doing doing the procedure cutting him out or whatever shoving him back into Madison's head um and so his first victim was for the for the first doctor that he kills like there's um she has like this award in her house somewhere. Yeah. And he basically, he uses that to kill her. It's bludgeon her basically. Yeah. Yeah. He kills her with that, but then he takes that with him and he, he fashions like this knife out of it, out of this award. Um, and that's what he uses to kill the rest of his victims. And it was a cool sequence. It was like Madison's 
birth mother was chained up kind of watching it was like there on the wall and he's like breaking the thing apart and like grinding it down and which i don't know how he got a grindstone up in the up in the (laughs) attic of that (laughs) fucking house it reminded me of it reminded me of the scene in insidious with like the demon in his little like yeah i don't know you know a little workshop or whatever um so that was very uh, that very much a i'm sure a callback to that but um but yeah, I really i I thought that was really cool. Like, and that kind of like that it's it's stuff like that. Like that takes something that is kind of I feel generic on certain levels and takes it to another level that I really appreciate. Um, and but you know, it's yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just one. It's one of a few things that I really enjoyed about the movie. But yeah. it was just it was just surrounded by so many other things that I was just like, oh, like yeah. that I just I had mean, problems with. I, I don't know. I mean, the other things about Gabriel, the two things I liked about Gabriel that, that were cool was, well, that we you kind of talked about the fact that that he's backwards. So like right. the movements and stuff were kind of crazy and cool. Um, leading up to the end, you don't really see much uh, you don't see his he's shadowed you know right. like the and phantom of the opera understandably he's got so. this, right he's got this big cloak and he's got this long greasy hair and which i don't know how the fuck madison like had perfect hair and then long greasy hair and then perfect <laughs> hair like within a matter of moments but um but uh he's got this cloak and this long greasy hair and he walks backwards and like it's all pretty cool um and but it kind of like again it's very iconic and cool looking but as soon as it's like out in the open it's it's like it's like a spotlight's on it and it's it gets really weird and then like once you know it's madison it's like they duct tape a a fucking latex mask on the back of the it's just this it's like this just pale face that's kind of hanging there i don't know if it was cgi or if it was an actual mask they i think i think they used an actual yeah, I think they use like an actual like like ma- like mask, but it wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a ton of scenes with the hair like hanging down over her face, and you don't know who it is because, I mean, it's all backwards and crazy, and um, and uh, and so you you can't see the face. And then it was like as soon right. as they revealed it, it was like, well, we might as well just have this big white face hanging out here now. And it yeah. just didn't look. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, you're just taking so much away from it. Right. And the other thing is the backwards thing was cool, but because everything that, that the character wore was dark and black, which makes sense, um, it was kind of hard to tell at times. Yeah. You know what I mean? At times it was just like you didn't even really get that until you started like True. seeing it in the light. And I think I, I kind of felt like at times it it almost came off as comical. Um, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like – and – and I mean, there were other things going on. I mean, for example, like we talked about the fucking prison scene, yeah. where you had a bunch of ridiculous caricatures of, you know, just of you know, <laughs> imprisoned women, <laughs> and yeah. like just like that was like just it was laugh out loud bad. Yeah. And then you have like these this crazy herky jerky backwards walking thing with like a fucking face on it you know it just like some of it was kind of cool but some of it was just like yeah i don't know 
Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't. See, and I think that's the problem with it is that concept was cool, but then there was a lot of times where it just wasn't very discreet. And again, it goes back to what we said earlier, were these, in, were the, I mean, obviously to some extent, some of this stuff was intentional, but how intentional? Like how much of this was James Wan like, we're just going to make this fucking nuts. You know, I want you guys to play it up. I want you guys to be crazy. And how much of it was just like, I, I think just the way it turned out. I don't know. I, I think he, I think he wanted to amp up, uh, that kind of just, I mean, I think he wanted, he deliberately made it over the top. And I mean, based on, based on his body of work, um, I mean, yeah, he's done, you know, certain things in other movies that would kind of fall in line with that. But like, but this, this movie to me was just like, just like, like just really fucking bonkers. Like just went really bonkers. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, um, I mean a lot, I guess some people are, are enjoying that. I mean, it's a very, div- the, the, uh, response is very divisive. It is. Um, I mean, I, I'm kind of surprised some people, how, how well it's being reviewed by critics. It's kind of surprising. I mean, some people are genuinely like, it's a throwback to the 80s, like just bonkers, B-movie, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But my argument to that is, that's fine. I could see where you say that, but it doesn't do anything to further. Like, when you go back 30 years and try and make an homage to something you have to twist it or you have to further it. You have to evolve it somehow to make it new and special. And he really doesn't. He casts the, he, he casts a bunch of unknowns and, and, um, which is fine, you know, which would be fine, which is fine. And, and some, actually some, preferable in a lot of ways, but well, good ones and some, and some washed <laughs> up like sitcom actors. I mean, I love Jean Louise Kelly. She's great. Uncle Buck. Yes, dear is one of the most underrated sitcoms Wait, of all Louise times. Gene Louise Kelly, who the fuck is that? Gene Louise Kelly is the older daughter from Uncle Buck. She was in Yes, dear, and she was yeah, who- the biological mom in this movie. Oh shit! I don't. I don't even. Yeah. Call her. And then Paula Marshall, who was on Spin City, and she was on a bunch of sitcoms. Bunch right. of sitcoms. I recognized her immediately. I didn't know her name, but I knew I was like, oh man, she's sitcom God. crazy. And they're both fine actresses. And and you know, they were they were decent in this movie. But it's like not a there's not a lot of not a lot of people in the cast that you would recognize, which is fine. But um there's just there's like a there's like again, there's like a component missing. They're not he's not like bringing back somebody from 20 years ago who've kind of forgotten about and given him a new shot. He's not like taking the, the genre and like turning it on its head. He's not like subverting expectations. He's just making like a schlocky. I mean, literally he's just making an over the top schlocky B movie. Yeah. And to me, that's not enough to spend money on. <laughs> like that's not like, just cause you have a concept is not enough to just make a schlocky B movie. When you're James yeah. Wan, who is the 20th highest grossing, <laughs> director of all time you know what i mean right, right like you can't just be like i want to make a schlocky b movie you can it's not gonna be very good and it's gonna be incredibly divisive yeah and that's what this is and i think it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i i think you know one of the one of the things actually i actually so 
I've watched a lot of fucking horror movies nah. in my li- in my life, <laughs> and um, there have been a number of them where I'm watching it. It's 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 building and it's building, and there are different elements coming into play, and and you're like, oh man, this I like this. I like where this is going, and then at some point it takes a turn. Yeah. And it loses me, and I'm like, oh fuck! Like, why did they do that? They they right. make certain choices where I'm like, ah, oh, that just that totally for me personally just blew the movie. Horror movies are, and I'm not gonna take too long, but I was just gonna say horror movies. It's because of the suspense, you know. They're building constant suspense, and you're yeah. constantly wondering. And if they don't pay it off right, you're just like, right. well, fuck this movie, right? And so, and so that being said, I actually. That's one of the things that I actually kind of liked about this movie is that like it doesn't try to do any of that. It doesn't try to do any of that. <laughs> it just like bam right out the gate like just goes nuts and you're like okay, okay, this is this is what this movie is going to be. And now I can right. sit back and like just like watch how fucking ridiculous it gets and right. maybe be entertained a little bit. Um so it's not like they did this amazing job building all this shit up and then they just like they totally fucking blew it. Like, so right. I, I actually kind of liked that. Like he went in like fucking guns hot and just did what he was going to do and, you know, didn't fuck around. I kind of, I kind of liked that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I could agree with that, but, but there's just so much stuff. Like, I don't know, some of the acting, some of the, some of the dialogue. It's not, Come on, you're some being the- kind. It is not some of the acting. <laughs> it is fucking all of the acting. <laughs> and I, 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 yeah, I mean, like, I just feel like, I don't know. I mean, I, I read, know, I don't I know what would have been a better way to go about doing this. Like, I don't have, so that's, that's the hard part about having discussions like this. And th- that's kind of why we were like, we like James Wan. I like Saw, Aquaman. I like a lot of the stuff I've seen of his. Some of the stuff I don't like, but that's, you know, there's plenty of directors that I like some stuff and don't right. like other other things. But that's that's the whole that's the whole reason you feel bad is because and, and that's the whole reason it's hard is because we don't have other we don't have alternatives. We're picking it apart and saying that there's a bunch of shit we didn't like right. about it, but I don't have a better way to do it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, I'm just questioning whether it should have even ever been given. Anybody should have ever handed James Wan one single red cent to make this fucking movie. That's all I'm asking. But you know what? He earned he earned that. <laughs> he did. He, he fucking did. earned that. Um he made a lot of fucking money for for, for a lot uh, of people. For a lot of people, uh including himself. Yeah. And rightfully so, obviously. But um but yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I don't I'm trying I I'm trying to think of a way in which and again, you know, everything any any art form is is very subjective. Yeah, um, but I wouldn't call it this tr- art. I'm trying to <laughs> just gotta. Every time I keep trying to like <laughs> make some sort of valid point to like, so we're not shitting on them. You've got to find a way to like. Oh, but remember, this movie sucks. <laughs> um, but no, um, I I'm trying to think of a way, and not that. I, and, and yeah, like you know, like you said, we don't. We're not like we're not fucking filmmakers. We're not. You know, we don't, we don't know how to, we don't know how to, how to, you know, do something like this and, and, and make a. Pull it off. Yeah. Pull it off. But, you know, but 
but I'm I mean, trying my, to think of, of my a way is, where this would work. You know, my, my thought, my my suggestion for how to make it work is, so you said it, can, it comes out guns hot, and there's no there's no like questions and stuff about what this movie's going to be. I would say, I would say the 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 second scene at the house where the boyfriend gets killed. Mm-hmm. I told if you're going to if this is how you're going to play this, you got to redo that scene. Cuz that scene is like number 1, that scene is like purely supernatural. Mm-hmm. It makes it seem like there's a fucking ghost and you you like you're questioning and I get that it's kind of a red herring. You right. people are going to watch a James Wan film and they're going to assume that there's some kind of supernatural thing going on. But you got if you're going to go balls to the wall, you got to get rid of that. You got to make yeah. it seem I don't. I don't know how, but you got to change it to be something a little, a little more in line with the rest of the movie. Don't make yeah. it seem like it's a ghost. Right. That for me, that was a stumbling block. Yeah, because th- then you've got a point. I don't know if it's if it's that scene or in a later scene where she's like running from this what she thinks right. is the intruder in the house, and it like fucking, that's when she goes it's back like home, beaten up against the door. Right. It's like knocking the. I mean, it blows the fucking door off the hinges and throws right. her across the room. It's like, wait, how the fuck did that happen? Right. <laughs> I'm like, is that supposed to be like in her mind? Is that like a, you know, right. or what the fuck is that? Because obviously it's on the back of her fucking head. So how is right. it? How is this happening? Um, so that's so for me. That's step one. I got a. I got a whole. I got a plan here. So that's step one. <laughs> get rid of that scene. You fix it. Okay. Step two is you get rid of the light stuff. He, right. Why the fuck can he control lights? Right. It's never explained. Keep the strength. I can believe that. But why even Keep, the strength? Like, like, what would make him fucking strong? You got to explain it somehow. Throw away line or something somewhere yeah. that explains it. You got to explain uh, it somehow because I mean, that's integral to the to the to the shit house. That's integral to the nuttiness that happens later. You got to have the strength. Really? You think so? Yeah, you got to have the strength for him to be doing. I mean, if you're going to keep if if you're going to make this work as a just a nut house violent oh. horror action movie, okay, okay, you got to keep that aspect. So okay, to, and, I, I, and then I, you've got to add. I, I wasn't immediately assuming that you want to keep that element of the movie because that's what I'm saying. If you're going to make it work, if you're going to make it work as this B horror movie, okay. like just nutty, crazy, toxic yeah. Avenger type thing. <laughs> You know, you've got to you've got to get rid of the 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 red the supernatural red herring. You've got to explain the strength and get rid of the pyrotechnics, and then you've got to um, you've got to uh, what was the last thing I was going to say? You've got to add some more levity. You got to make it funnier, and I don't mean funny like jokes and shit. But you've got to you you got to quit trying to make it seem like it's some kind of horror like super dark horror movie and you got to make it a little more you got to you got to add some camp i mean it's if it's a b movie you got to add some camp there's no camp it's just bad yeah i guess i mean i guess you, there's almost the issue though of like okay well what is what is what you call bad and what is camp right. you know what i mean like where, where right. how do you distinguish because so, there's, so, there's a lot of stuff that I think is like bad in this movie in terms of like dialogue, that's exposition, kind of characterizations. So what's there's, what's the difference between that and camp? Like I camp. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here a little bit, but 
Camp would let you know that they're in on the joke. So at no point in this movie do I know that James Wan or any of these actors are in on this joke. The movie makes me think that they're taking this entirely seriously and that this is they're legit trying to get this to be pulled off and that it's not working. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there just needs to be a handful of things, one or two within the movie that are kind of like a wink at the audience. Like, yeah, we get it. This is nuts. You know? Yeah. Just a couple. And they don't have to be overt. They don't have to be crazy. They don't have to be like poking each other in the ribs type stuff. They just have, it just has to be something to let you know. Yeah. It's interesting though. They're in on the joke. Yeah. It's interesting though. Like how, um, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, you know, there isn't, I mean, there's so many, I mean, there's movies where you have, there's a lot of horror movies where you have that, that those elements of, of camp, you have those elements of humor done really well. And, and then you have this movie where it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's really cheesy and, and corny and over the top, but it's not, but somehow it's, it's not campy. Right. It's not like, so it's not, it, it, yeah. So it just seems bad like that. It just seems, exactly. It's, which is, it's, but it's weird. Like those, the, the, the fine lines between, right. You know, and the distinctions between those is kind of, it's interesting to kind of analyze and figure out, okay, what makes, what makes it so that when an audience is watching, you know, a certain scene or whatever, what makes them think, oh, God, this is really t- terribly right. made and cheesy and bad? And what makes and, it be like, oh, this is this is funny and campy and I like this? Like, what's, well, you know, how do you, it, it's kind of, I don't know, it's hard to pinpoint, like, what it is that, sometimes. That's what I already said about a, Insidious. I don't really like Insidious. I don't hate Insidious. I don't, you know, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Act one is pretty scary. It's pretty much pure horror. Mm-hmm. Act two kind of continues that, but then they pull in this whole like ghost hunter, uh, psychic type stuff. And that then blows the doors wide open into the camp stuff. Like at that point, you're like, okay, you know, this is a whole different thing. And, and it's pretty funny and, and entertaining and, 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 and purposefully like this mm-hmm. is meant to be entertaining and funny and and that's what this movie's missing i mean james wan clearly gets that he sees that so that's why i'm kind of baffled that's why i don't i still don't understand whether it's just bad or whether it's meant to be bad yeah and he just forgot to let us know that he knows it's meant to be bad (laughs) (laughs) i think he i think he i think he clearly meant it to be over the top ridiculous 80s 90s horror Right, a, th- a throwback to that, but I, the there is something amiss in the right. execution. There's something right. that he didn't quite pull off, or there's right. something missing. I don't know. I mean, I think I think of like I think of like Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, okay, Nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street to some extent is campy. They they kind of own up to like the jokiness of Freddy Krueger to some extent. But it's also really, really scary, and it kind of rides that line back and forth. And this doesn't get farther enough. This this movie doesn't get far enough into either territory. I'm never scared of the character. I'm never scared 
of what's happening on screen, but it's also never very like, it's also never very like self-aware or seemingly, you know, not taking itself too seriously. It's just, it's just strange. And the yeah. police stuff doesn't help. The police oh, stuff is yeah, always serious is really and bad. drags and is just bad. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, what were we talking about again? <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Talking about the, you know, the, the riding the line of, you know, camp and, you know, seriousness camp. Yeah. It, it's kind of, it, it's gold jacket, the, green jacket. Who gives, who gives a shit? I mean, it's not an, I will, I will say like I will I and you know we're going to talk a lot about obviously horror movies in general in this podcast um but you know we're we're just fans of film yeah. overall but you know particularly you know horror and I mean I don't think we've talked about this yet but um but horror films are horror films and comedies are two of the hardest Yes. Genres to work in. Um, What scares people, creeps people out, what people find funny are very, it's extremely subjective. I mean, if you're talking about just like making a drama, a drama is like, a drama is probably one of the easiest things to make. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, because, but for whatever reason, like horror and comedy, what we find scary, what we find funny, those things are just I mean, everybody has a completely, you know, different view on that. And, and, and so it's, those are really hard genres to work in. Um, and the interesting thing is, is that, you know, a lot of horror movies need to have those comedic elements, those elements of, like you said, levity. Um, and, uh, I mean, I'm sure at some point we will talk about, um, uh, Jordan Jordan Peele, in yeah. in his movies, um, it, and how he kind of incorporates humor into into his films. And spoiler alert, <laughs> like, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> like, um, like <laughs> I I like I like like I like Keen Peele. You know, I like I like their brand of comedy. Uh, but I don't like. I don't like the way that he uses humor in his horror films. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a hard thing to do. It, it really is. It like, is. I, Again, I'm, it's subjective. I'm not saying, so it's like, you know, when we sit and kind of, we're kind of shitting on, on malignant. Um, but I mean, I, I'm, I come from, you know, I, I come from a filmmaking background and, and so like I, I know how hard it is to make any kind of film in any way, no matter what your budget, whatever. And not that I've ever made anything, you know, outside of, you know, college films and stuff that we fucking did (laughs) in high school or whatever. But like, I'm just saying like, you you know, we have an idea of like what it takes, what is kind of involved in the most general sense when you make a movie. And it's like, it's really, I mean, it's really hard. So I always, I always try to, you know, whenever I watch a movie, you know, I never go into it wanting to wanting to fucking hate it or not like no. it. You know what I mean? Like I never I mean, why that. would you spend why would you spend an hour and a half or two right. hours of your time? Right. And so and I'm 
I try to be as forgiving as possible. And I try to like, oh man, there's so many elements at play here and there's so much involved. And man, I mean, like movies are crazy. Like the amount of people that work on movies is just nuts. And how many people have their have their hands in it and how much control. And I mean, I will say though that this movie, you know, James Wan, it was in complete fucking control here. Um, oh yeah. He was not, I mean, and he was, I mean, he was given, you know, total creative control. I think he's had total creative control for a long time on his movies. Um, and so, you know, he, he, whatever, whatever this movie is, it's intentional. Um, and, yeah. and, and how it, you know, how it, how it played out, you know, whether it works or not, obviously it, it didn't really work for us, but, um, hell no. <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, yeah, filmmaking is crazy. And, uh, th- this is one of the, this is one of those cases though, where like, I don't think anyone outside of James Wan, you know, fucked this movie up <laughs> or like no, changed, no, no. changed what this movie was going to be. Um, no, I mean, I, another no, thing about, he owns it. Yeah. And, uh, and the other thing I, I did like about this movie though, was like, um, something that you don't see a ton of maybe i don't know maybe i'm wrong uh in in modern horror films but like i liked the kind of like body horror element uh we talked mm. about the fly on a past episode and i i feel like this kind of has a cronenberg there are elements of this movie that have a cronenberg kind of vibe to them um yeah. that i think could have been done i honestly think this movie yeah like you were kind of saying there is there is a way where you could keep the craziness, the outlandishness of this movie intact. I also think you could do this movie in a different way, where it's a little more subdued, a little more yeah, like psychological, um, and and creepy, and you know not so over the top and crazy. I mean, yeah. you could have done the same fucking plot, but just not have her murder an entire jail cell full of women, an entire right. precinct of cops. Like, like, you know, like that to right. me was like, why? Like, why? Right. I, and I mean, I guess like he comes from like, I know, I mean, I was kind of, you know, reading up on, on him and, you know, James Wan and just how he likes action movies. He likes movies of all, you know, all, all different genres. And, and I think like, this was kind of his way of like making like, kind of an action movie to blending act, action with horror. And right. I just don't think it works for me no. personally. I don't know. Um, I mean, the other thing I was going to say, as far as it not working, one of my other frustrations with the movie, I, I was, I was going to mention a couple of things I really liked too. Um, one of the other things I didn't like before I move on to a couple more things I did like uh, was the tropiness of it. So with horror movies, so for those of you who don't know, we'll probably talk, I think we have talked about it and we'll talk more about tropes. So if you don't know what a trope is, it's basically uh, a repeated um, component of a, of a particular genre that happens a lot that you can kind of pinpoint as it's happening. Even though it's a movie that's different than one you've seen before, you're like, I recognize this idea because I've seen it 
done before. Right. The most common trope, the easiest one for me to identify, if you're if you're not familiar, is the damsel in distress. That's a trope. So woman, helpless woman who needs help gets rescued. That's that's a trope. So all kinds of things are tropes. This movie has a lot of tropes. Tropes, tropes. So it's got tropes. it's got it's got a lot in the first scene where it's like you're not sure if it's supernatural. It's got all kinds of like haunted house type stuff with the fog and the fridge opening and the lights, the the electronics going off in the other room and not knowing why. And like, it's just all filled with that. And then it's got, it's got just layers and layers. I mean, even the conjoined twin um, and the, the, like the absorbed in the womb tumor twin sort of thing. That's a trope. I mean, there's just a lot. And yeah. And it's not – every movie has them. You know, no movie is entirely 100% original. It's just in this movie it felt like at times to me like they were just kind of like – it was just a stacking of tropes. It was yeah. like, what's the next one going to be? You know, oh, the lights are going off, you know, automatically. I yeah. wonder why that is. Oh, she's yeah. going down the dark hallway. <laughs> I wonder wow. what's going to happen. You know, it was just well, a lot that, of going down, Going stuff. down the dark hallway is – I mean, it's a horror movie, so – that's yeah. Kind of, yeah, I mean, but but the I guess it goes it ties back in with the, with the frustration though that there's no subversion, you know. It, you feel like he's trying to do something fresh and different, but he doesn't subvert anything. He doesn't, you know. There's no, there's not a fresh take on any of it. The only fresh take you can say is like that. There's like the berserk action sequence at the end. That's right. fresh take, right. but as you and I both agree, it's not necessarily a good take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, some of the things I did like, two quick ones. Uh, one of the ones I was going to say about the character design for Gabriel, when you see Gabriel actually attached to the young Madison before they remove him, that shit was fucked up. Yeah. Like he the, was crazy looking. Like the flailing arms and shit. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if it was an animatronic yeah, or I CGI it, or I think it was. I think it was a, I think it was a, or maybe a blend. Maybe a blend. I know they did animatronic for like the back for like his face on yeah. the back of Madison's head. So I mean, I'm assuming that that scene was 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 an animatronic. It was cool looking, and it was creepy looking, and it was one of the scarier things in the movie. It, I mean, it like I can picture it, and I don't like to really think. Of it. I shouldn't say I don't <laughs> like to think about it, but it is. It's it's disturbing. It's disturbing imagery. Yeah, I, it, yeah. I mean, I will say that that shot because. Like I, I can, I'm picturing it now. Like that shot is, you know, is kind of iconic in that sense of where it's like, yeah, it, it sticks with you, you know, like for sure. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I was going to say is there's a there's a a portion of the movie so Gabriel talks to Madison through their shared brain. There's a point where he calls her on her cell phone, and the whole scene she's in a bathroom talking mm-hmm. on the cell phone. And she's got her back turned to the sink. And in the reflection, you can see the back of her head as she's talking. So it's like you can see both of them in the shot as she's talking. Yeah. And so it's like it's a cool shot because you can you can kind of tell while you're watching it that it's intentional. But at that point in the movie, you don't really know why. Yeah, you don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's so it's cool in that way. And it's and it's. um, It's it's so it's kind of foreshadowing, but it's also just well a well-designed shot. It's just interesting, you know? Yeah. There's some cool shots in the movie. I mean, yeah. I know, I know the you kind of, cinematography kinda, is pretty good. I know you kind of talked about like some of the stuff, like 
looking like, you know, a bad NCIS. It's just the cop stuff. Some yeah. of the cop scenes. But yeah. there's some really cool shots of, like, the more horror scenes that are mm-hmm. really, really neat. I mean, there's the, there's, um, there's the shot, the overhead shot, um, in her in Madison's house when she's like that ru- was awesome running from like what she thinks is like the intruder, um, yeah. After her boyfriend is killed, um, and it's crazy. Like it's like you're looking. It's like the camera is looking. It's like a dollhouse view. Like if you're like yeah, like looking down and you can see like she's on the bottom floor, but you can see the as the camera moves as she runs through the house, you can see rooms that are on the second floor it's right i don't don't know how they did that but it's 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 pretty pretty cool cool. like yeah so like and that's like a extended long shot like as she goes up the stairs and goes into the room and like that's kind of cool i i I mean i mean i like that kind of that kind of stuff and 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 james Wan is is definitely you know always kind of has inventive unique kind of uh camera work like that in his movies but um yeah, interestingly, like his so, um, the cinematographer on this movie, Michael Burgess, is the son of a pretty famous cinematographer, Don Burgess. Bur- Burgess Meredith. Oh, Don Burgess. <laughs> and um, and Don Burgess had done uh, some of uh, some of uh, James Wan's other movies as well, like uh, Conjuring oh. Two, which Conjuring Two is. I know you haven't seen that. You haven't seen any of the Conjuring movies, right? No. Yeah. So I mean, I particularly like Conjuring too. I think that's a really, a really good movie, and it, it's creepy. It's more of like a slow burn, um, but then it has crazy weird. Yeah, it has crazy weird shit in it. Like that's very typical of James Wan as well. Um, yeah. and, may, and maybe it get it might get a little too crazy at the end for my taste, but like, it's it's a well done movie, and it it's I mean I think you would like it. Like uh, compared compare I'm comparing it to like this, you know. Like, <laughs> I I understand now. Like okay, this is like we agree this is not our jam. Um, no, but I yeah I. I I do suggest that you, you check out some of his other movies. Um, but in particular, I would, I guess, yeah, if you've seen Saw, you've, you've seen Insidious and you didn't really care for it, I would say check out Conjuring 2. I think that might be one of his his best movies overall. Because um, it, it's creepy. It's a little more, like, subtle. It's not so over the top. Um, and... But it still has like his kind of unique brand of, I don't know, iconic kind of design. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm trying to think of some other, some other things we should talk about before we close this out. Um, I was just gonna say, as far as the acting goes, we kind of shit on the acting, or I did. I don't know, I shit all over everything today. <laughs> <laughs> um. I was going to say, I did really like, um, I did really like, uh, the, uh, deformed hands, hamster that they got to play Gabriel. <laughs> no, oh my God. um, uh, I did really like the, the girl who actually played the young Madison. Oh, I think she was better than the old Madison. <laughs> 
Well, she's, she was. She's great in everything. Uh, yeah, who was that? Her, McKenna McKenna Grace. She's in the new uh, Ghostbusters movie coming out. But she's been. Oh, in is a that ton, who that was? She's been in a ton of shit. Yeah. Okay, I didn't recognize. I I knew she. I recognized her, but I didn't know who she was. Yeah, she's. But been she in was a, super good. She's been in like every fucking horror movie made in the last like few years. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the name sounds familiar, and I did recognize her, but I didn't know. I didn't place that she was somebody yeah, I would what, remember. What the, what the hell else but was she, she in? Was she in? Uh, she wasn't in uh, Haunting of Hill House, was she? She was. She was the the she book was girl. Theo? Theo? No, not th- she was. Uh, she was yeah. the young Theo. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now that you're saying that, I'm picturing her, and I think so. Okay. But my point was, she was. She had so. The the woman who played Madison, you know, was obviously on screen for, I don't know, three quarters of the movie, um, whereas. Uh, she was only on screen for maybe 10 minutes total, but she Probably was like, that, yeah. yeah, she was, but she was like kind of had to, she played scared. She played kind of ha- not happy, but like, you know, kind of like shy, happy. And she played uh, kind of angry, creepy. She had a, she, she played a big range of stuff within the, the limited time she had on screen and it was all pretty believable. It was all, it was some of the less hokey stuff that was, that was, that was in the movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And especially she's, some she's of good in everything. I mean, everything I've seen her in. Yeah. Like and especially some of the stuff where she actually like, so I thought some of the more affecting stuff was where she was talking to Gabriel on the phone. It was, that was, that was good stuff. And, yeah. and she clearly just, it was just her, you know? Right. And so it was, it was good. Yeah. I, was, I, I mean, I was impressed with her. I feel like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting because I feel like, you know, like we've talked about this, this movie kind of rides that line of like, is it dark and serious or is it like completely batshit fucking crazy? And, right. and I feel like it could, it should have gone one more, fully in one direction right or the other and i feel like it could have been it could have been a completely crazy tongue-in-cheek campy uh film that in, in, that incorporated all of the crazy stuff that happened at the end of the movie and right. kept that the same like you said or it could have been done in a more subdued kind of creepy subtle way Right. And I think that would have that could have been really cool too. Um yeah. but as it stands, it just to me it doesn't work on either level. No. Um so it, it, I I don't think yeah, I absolutely would I could so for the people that like it. So again, we said this is divisive. For the people that like it, I understand that most of them are like this, this is something new. It's interesting. You got to really pay attention to it to understand it. And maybe you do. The people that don't like it, I think, are like you and I, where we're like, this doesn't seem to fit into something. This And it doesn't seem to tick any boxes. And it never seems to go really good one way or another. It just yeah. kind of floats. I think that's really the, the conversation that's happening with this movie because it is so divisive. Yeah. And, and all I can say is 
to the people who were, were saying that it's new and you've got to think of it and, and maybe take your time and kind of mull it over is you're fucking wrong. And <laughs> it's, just, it's just not good. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I really want to tag James Wan in this post, but I don't think we can. No, we probably shouldn't. Again, we. <laughs> Not that I mean, we said a lot of great stuff about him. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I mean, like I like yeah. his movies. Yeah. I mean, again, going back to Saw, you got to appreciate the hell out of what he did with with Saw, and yeah. Saw is a great movie. I mean, it yeah. really is. It tells a great story. It's it was new. It was fresh. Yeah. It's not. It's. It's not something I've ever felt to revisit because of the con the content. You know, right. it's not my cup of tea. It's one of those movies like, oh, I saw it. It was good. I liked it. I don't need to see it again. But, um, but yeah, not everybody, you can't be, you know, you know, I mean, Martin Scorsese made, made a handful of bad movies, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, Every, I, everybody makes movies that everybody makes either divisive movies or movies that people just don't like. Yeah, I'm curious to see, you know, obviously, you know, his next movie, he's currently working on, currently working on Aquaman 2. Um, right. I'm curious to see where he's going to go after that, if he'll go back to horror or or not. Um, yeah, I mean. I'm curious, I'm curious to see long term what, what people think of this movie in 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. You know, does it stand, you know, maybe it is something that I, is a I slow think, burn that people. I think it will be end up being somewhat of like a cult. I think it'll end that's, up kind of being somewhat of a cult classic in a way. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of just, you know, all the different elements and, you know. And, yeah. and and just I think just the bizarre <laughs> over the top nature of, of of portions of the movie like I feel like it's yeah yeah I mean I feel like people are already it's already kind of you know maintain it's already kind of getting that main that um, cult status you know like it's very divisive and you yeah. have people that are like really that really love it and really into it. And, and it is bizarre in a lot of ways. And so I feel like that's just going to grow over the years. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I, and I would go so far as to say, I may not, I probably won't ever like this one, but there's also a chance that this builds into a sequel that does fully embrace the craziness. True. And kind of and kind of gets dispenses with the, the uh, you know the idea the initial red herrings and fakeries that make you think it's some kind of weird horror movie that kind of then explode at the end, and it just comes like really balls to the wall and kind of is very tongue in cheek and and gets owns what it is, and um, and I may really enjoy that, you know, yeah. if, if a sequel comes out and it kind of does that and kind of elevates it into an actual like, yeah, we get it. You know, this is nuts sort of thing. I, I'm already kind of thinking like, you know, as much as, uh, you know, we've agreed on on a lot of elements that we don't really like about the movie. I'm already kind of thinking like that this could be something that like I don't really have a huge desire to watch it again. Right. Um. But I feel I. But there's a part of me that almost feels like, if I do, 
I might like it more. And the more I watch it, the more I go, you know, see it. And because, you know, the first time you watch it, you're not really sure what it's going to be. True. And now, and now knowing exactly what it is, I don't know, maybe I can have, maybe I can enjoy it a little bit more even like on the second viewing, you know, just knowing that how ridiculous it gets and, and knowing what, you know, exactly what the story is and, and, the twist or whatever, but um, I feel I, like I feel like because twenty there are, years ago or so, I feel like twenty years ago or so, if this movie would have come out, I would have been like, "Man, that was nuts! You got to see this!" And you and I yeah. would have watched it again together, yeah. and yeah. and it would have been one of those movies that we would have shown people, yeah, just because it's so nuts, right? Not necessarily because we like it so much, just because it's nuts. You got to see this; it's nuts. Right. <laughs> and after watching it a handful of times, it would have just grown on us to the point where 20 yeah. years later, we would have been like, we love that movie. We right. used to watch it's it like, all the time. It's like nostalgic. Know? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So I, I definitely can see that building, you know, especially for younger people who like, who aren't looking for any kind of deeper meaning and they're not looking for, you know, you know, when you're old like us, again, <laughs> when you've got an hour and 45 minutes, like that's a lot of time to devote for something. And if it doesn't really pay off or you don't feel like it lives up to what you wanted, you're like kind of annoyed yeah. by it. But, you know, 20 years ago when I could watch three movies in a in a day, this might have been one that might have ticked more boxes and I would have been more more liable to to enjoy. Right. Yeah. And I mean... What was I going to say? It, it just, it makes me wonder. Yeah, I don't know. It it just kind of makes me wonder. I don't know. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of what I want to say. Um, but I, I just kind of. Maybe, maybe James Wan will have the last laugh. I just kind of, yeah, I just kind of had a brain fart. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, because there have been movies, I mean, there are movies that I recall scene that you know just for whatever reason didn't do much for me and and but then they made enough of an impact on me where i would watch it again and yeah. then i watched it again i was like oh you know and it just kind of and, and something clicked and um i mean we're gonna be talking about a movie here um coming up uh, very shortly uh for the halloween season that i remember being super excited for and unlike this movie, I had like high expectations for it. And for whatever reason, watched it the first time and I was like kind of let down by it. And, and then I kept watching it and, and now it's like a movie that I watch every fucking year. Um, and, and so we're going to, we're going to be talking about that movie, you know, in the, in the coming weeks. But so that just goes to show you like, you know, is it what I think it is? Trick or treat. Is it? Is it Deadly Friend? <laughs> Deadly Friend. No, it's Trick or Treat. Um, wow. But uh, but yeah, I mean, which so, that movie's just great. Yeah, and and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that uh, very soon here, uh, as it's a great Halloween movie, probably one of the best Halloween movies uh, ever made. Um, and Halloween a Halloween movie is different than a horror movie, but we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, so I I don't know. I, maybe this is maybe this might be a movie that I'll watch again. Because there is a certain level of fun, <laughs> like it's a it's kind of like a fun 
it's nuts movie. you know what i mean like it's it's yeah. over the top it's crazy yeah it's like so it's one of those movies it's one of those movies that you could absolutely be like i want to show this to somebody yeah i gotta show it. if yeah. if you hadn't seen it and you and i hung out like we used to 25 years ago and I had seen it, I probably would be like, we got to watch this movie together because right. it's nuts. And I don't know what I think of it until I, you watch it with me. I'm not going to know what I think of it. <laughs> I think it's funny because – well, not funny, but like it's interesting because um, I know you know when, when James Wan was kind of marketing this movie and stuff, and I think this was supposed to come out last year um, – but he was like, "Oh, this is a movie you've got. You know, you got to see this in the theater with a with a bunch of people," and and I get that now. I I kind of I understand that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a different kind of vibe. I think seeing this in the theater with a you know just full of people and and the reactions and the responses, like I think it would be a different kind of. I think you would di- get a different feeling and a different kind of vibe from or, it. Or, <laughs> or was he saying that because the cop scenes look like NCIS when you watch them on TV? <laughs> Uh, that could be. That's I'm sticking with that. <laughs> but, but no, I can see that. Again, it's the reaction. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to generate a reaction in this movie. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, and and so I just yeah I do wonder like if if that would have you know made made any kind of difference. But um, but yeah, I mean I don't know. I I uh, it's one that I almost kind of. As much as we as we've talked about that, like we didn't like about it, it's one that I actually. The more and more I think about it, the more and more I kind of eventually want to rewatch it, you know, revisit it, um, and see if you know maybe it ends up just becoming like this kind of like, it's like okay now I get it I get the joke I get, you know the the tone and what it was probably really supposed to be. And maybe now I can enjoy it more. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But anyways, that's it. That's all I've got. Yeah, you're right. That's all you've got. <laughs> but um, thanks for listening. And uh, Malignant is is or was on HBO Max. It's definitely probably st- still in theaters. It's definitely still in the theaters. Um. It'll be back to HBO Max in, um, you know, probably a couple months. Really? Yeah, usually they leave Is that and how that they works? come back yeah. after, okay. after a time. Yeah. Um, but uh, starting next week, we're going to get into some very Halloween-y horror films. Show us your Halloweenies. <laughs> <laughs> Halloweenies. Oh DM God. us your Halloweenies. <laughs> <laughs> God, Texas, your your ween picks, ween, (laughs) big big ween energy, Um, Uh, ween, ween daddy. But yeah, next week we're gonna we're gonna kind of get into a little uh, series of we're gonna probably do two, three, four episodes of more Halloween centric uh, horror movies, and and that's gonna be fun. So. Um, do Miss Mr. Boogity, Bride of Boogity, um, <laughs> Revenge of Boogity. We'll, that's not a word. Revenge of Boogity. That's not one, but it should be. Uh, but yeah, so uh, check back with us next week and scare you later. <laughs> <laughs>